0: Good afternoon. This is the Tomorrow Christian Today. About to read Ephesians 6 in the NLT and have a whole pile of fun doing things. As my grandmother used to say, we're all in a whole heap of trouble right now. But as I used to tell my grandma, hey grandma, you ever looked at the Flintstones? She'd say, What's that foolishness boy? And I'd say, Remember something, darling, I'm too important to be captured. <laughs> Needless to say, my grandmother really didn't like that response too much. Of course, that's the same grandmother that when I said, Grandma, Alfred's on the plane. And she said, what nonsense are you chatting now, boy? What nonsense are you saying? Grandma, that's the guy, that's the guy on the Batman show. That's the guy, that's the butler. And then my grandmother had to call over the stewardess. And then the stewardess went and talked to Alfred, the butler, and he came over to where my grandmother was and he confirmed it that maybe her grandson was a con- wasn't not a complete kook after all and i still have alfred's autograph in my photo album to this very very day i wonder if it's worth a lot of money i need some money right now anyways let's pray dear lord thank you so much lord for your word in a world where people look incredibly unhappy lord i feel pretty good and it's because of your living word the Bible is not a static document, it's, it's, it's the force, Lord, it grows, and it binds, and it binds every living thing together, because it was written by the true force of the universe, which is the Holy Spirit. So Lord, bind us to you right now, But please, Lord, give us the joy and the happiness and the peace that you are, and what your character is like. Cleanse us, sanctify us, and consecrate us and help us to understand your word with joy and happiness. Amen. Before I start, I was shopping in Walmart today after the gym. Hey, six out of seven, six out of seven days, my friend. Okay. The tabernacle made without hands is, is the human heart. So I was trying to fix that up a little bit in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Not the human heart, I guess, but the repository. Uh, I guess the silo that the, my heart is deposited in my body. And then afterwards, I went to Walmart, and I saw this guy there, and I don't know, I I guess I could say his name, because you'll never meet him. And uh, his name is Nigel, and he's deaf. And him and his wife used to go to the old church that I was part of, the one where where they made me an elder because nobody else wanted to do it. (laughs) But it's not the Jesus Church, it's the other lady church. And very nice couple, very nice, I mean, just sweet to the core. But he's deaf, so he couldn't really read my lips. And I you know, I got out of him that they don't go to that church anymore. I don't know if they don't go to that specific church or they're not members of that denomination anymore. And I tried to tell him, you know, I'm a Baptist now. And he really, he really wasn't getting it, you know, and I said, he said, they're still reading the Bible at home, but they don't go to church anymore. And then so I typed it out on his phone. I tried to type it on his phone. That the gospel is the fruits of the spirit. That's the that's the spirit of the heart. I tried to type that out quickly in Walmart, you know, and I guess I managed to type out a paragraph and I felt good because I was I was kind. I didn't say anything negative, but I just said why I made the choice I made. I don't know if he really understood it because he's not like me. See, I'm not a genius, but I'm just I'm a go-getter. You know, I I I go after stuff. And I, I I usually fail. I want to know stuff. That's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm reading the Bible. And when people don't read the Bible, they're open for predators, for, for false teachers, for false pastors, for antichrist people with this pride and narcissism to come and use them as the Bible says, don't let anybody use you for their merchandise so they can sell their books and hawk their books on you and make money on you. And he's just not like that. But I was just thinking, what a sweet family. Like, wouldn't it be great if they came to our church? But you know, what a great addition they would be, but they, they need uh, somebody to do sign language like every every Sunday. And I i don't think they'd ever come to my church. And I don't think that they would want to come to a church that meets on a Sunday because they have been told lies that Sunday is the mark of the beast. But what a sweet family, really. I, I hope I left, I hope I did something good there like Lord you know what did you just use me for something or was that just a useless interaction that nothing good will ever come out of it I hope the Lord can use me for good interactions because I want to promote his son I want to promote Jesus who is the new covenant who is the gospel on two legs who is salvation on two legs who is at the right hand of the Father not promote some dead human some dead man or some dead woman in the grave with all her ideas and her hermeneutics and everything like that I want to promote the living Christ not a dead antichrist. Anyways, enough of my rambling and diatribe. Let's read. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. So this is interesting. It's like, it's part of that, you know, 10 commandments, but he said, this is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. That's interesting, so if you're nice to your parents, if you respect them, you will be well. I know my friend does not respect his mother. He kind of blames his mother for some of the bad things he's happened. And he's sitting at home right now being a recluse. Of course, he's married, he's got kids or whatever, but it's like he's a recluse. And he just can't make peace with his mother. And of course, I I met her, she was part of my extended family and she was very nice, she was very nice to me. You know, when I met my wife, that's not my wife anymore, um she came out after me this lady and she said why are you seeing my niece and she, you know why are you this because i was like 16 years older and it's like i thought you were friends but this is something different and i was like i told my wife like i've just been accosted by your aunt but then you know i got married and then they kind of saw my personality and at the end before i left that denomination be- you know so I-, I don't really hang out with them anymore right because you know i'm not married to their niece anymore she actually took my hands. She gave me a kiss on the cheek. She did something that my mother would have done. She, she liked me. She saw my character was good. It was, a, it was a friendship that was definitely built on respect. Because she realized, hey, you know what? He's a nice guy. And even though he's 16 years older, he keeps himself in very good shape. And he's not disloyal to my niece. And my kids went over to her house many, many times. He we went over to her house many, many times. And now her son is just sitting at home because he just can't get over the fact that maybe his mother took him to church against his will. But in those days, you took your kids to church and you tried to teach them the scriptures because they would make something out of themselves. It says, honor your father and mother. And you know, another thing, Here's another thing, I'm not a psychologist. All these guys on YouTube are talking about women with daddy issues. Okay, maybe the ladies don't wanna hear daddy issues. It's like, hey, that's very funny. But you know what? You're a young man and you're dating a girl who doesn't like her dad. Okay, if the dad has been abusive and rude and verbally abusive, that's one thing. But you just don't like your dad because he's a man or he tried to give you advice that maybe you didn't like. Maybe he told you things you didn't like, not because he doesn't love you, but because he loves you. How many women would do so much better in life if they met a dude and they said, you know, okay, dad, what do you think about the guy I'm seeing? And then the dad could say, hey, you know what? He's really good looking or something, but he's bad for you. How many many women would listen to their dads and, and marry somebody that's good because their dad says, okay, I'm vetting this guy. He's good. He's good for you in the short term and he's good for you in the long term daddy issues. Like, it's not funny. It's not funny. YouTube is full of people who are struggling in relationships, who are isolated, and who don't look happy. And I've met a lot of people who don't look happy in Walmart today. I'm thinking, is it me? Does everybody is it a constipation problem? Is it gas? I guess I'm being a little crude and rude here. So let me move on. I'm actually kind of being a little sarcastic. But maybe that this is not the place. And if I've offended anybody, I am sorry. But people don't look happy to me. Life is about problems. We're going to deal with problems, whether you're a Christian or not. And to not have the Holy Spirit, to not believe that God is for you, to not know that there's somebody who's coming for you and who's your savior, to not know this and just try to go through life on your own resources. Honest to God, good luck with that. And if you honestly say that without God, you're so much happier, you're a better man than me, or you're a better woman than me. Things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. That's what the book says. That's what the good book says, probably written by Paul. I'm really not sure, but that made it into the scriptural canon. That is a life commandment. Four Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. So both parties have a responsibility. It's not just a transaction, you're bringing up your kids and then them, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a relationship, it's an interchange, it's a interwoven of souls, right? The relationships you have, say you have with your wife is different than the one you have with your kids or your parents or whatever, but it's still an interwovenness, it's a relationship, it's a relational glue. And that glue is rapidly coming apart in people today. They seem cold and isolated and unhappy. And the Bible says perilous times shall come and people shall be, quote, without natural affection. That is a sign of something that is not good. And I'm not kidding when I say this to you. And it's just my opinion. And you don't have to agree with me. I don't tell you what to do. I ask you to think about the things I tell you. I don't tell you how to think. I ask you to think about what I'm saying to you. Because I'm thinking too. I'm a human too. Rather, bring them up with a discipline instruction that comes from the Lord. You're not allowed to discipline your children anymore. Kids are always right. And you're the parent, you're always wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. And now everybody's become unhinged and undisciplined. No kind of discipline whatsoever. Just everything is just free. Just go with your heart. Whatever feels right, you do it. Good luck with that. Verse 5. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Okay, that's not easy. Especially if the person, the master, is not Christian and not kind to you. I don't think that's easy serve them sincerely as you would serve christ try to please them all the time not just when they are watching you as slaves of christ do the will of god with all your heart work with enthusiasm as though you are working for the lord rather than for people remember that the lord will reward each one of us for the good we do whether we are slaves or free loving god is not easy i don't think people say oh i love god blah 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 sometimes god lets things happen to you or or convicts you to do something you don't want to do. Do you think that, I don't think Jesus wanted to die on a cross? You think that he wanted to engage all these people who were rude to him, all these Pharisees and Sadducee guys who were so rude and always chasing after him? I bet you I bet you, inwardly Jesus might have been tempted, hey, just yell at these guys and be done with it. And then Jesus looks over at his father and his father says, you're trying to reach people. And when how you reach them, you're reaching them for me. Look at Moses, what a great leader he was. He was humble and meek, but he blew his stack. He hit the rock twice instead of once. And it's like, yeah, he's justified in doing that. I'd have lost my, my cool too. So would I have. I've lost my cool many times. And it's like, Lord, I, I, I did not have self-control there. And I still feel bad. It's like, oh, I feel justified in doing that. I feel better, but do you really? So what do you do? You let people walk all over you, don't say anything, blow your stack, feel really angry, let them help, you know, allow them to let you lose control. You know, my coworker did that to me and, and then I apologized to her after I went to the Bible fellowship and they said, you gotta, you gotta be, you know, it's like, we understand, but next time she does that, you know, just go to the bathroom and wash your face with water and then just come back and just bite your lip. I actually did that recently and I actually felt better because my coworker just stabs me. You know, she's just coarse. She's just, she's not a believer. Like she doesn't know how to talk to people. There's no emotional intelligence there. I'm sorry. I have to work with this person every day. It's not easy. Like, Lord, why do I have to work with this person? Is this part of the chiseling thing? Lord, I would like self-control. Okay, says God, I'm going to send you people who are out of control. So you have to deal with them. Yeah, if you ask God to do something, He'll do it for you, <laughs> according to His will. Oh, He'll do it, but He won't do it the way you you planned. Lord, I I need self-control. Okay, I'm gonna send you people who are out of control, and they're gonna for they're going to tempt you to be out of control. Well, how's that working for me, Lord? Well, you wanted self-control, right? You got to develop it, or oh, you got to develop self-control by not losing control with people who are out of control and stabbing you with words to make you lose control. (laughs) Lord, is there a plan B? I don't like plan A, okay? Is there a plan B? I do not like plan A. Honestly, it's just like, this is so obvious to me, and yet, Lord, can we do it a different way? Like, honestly, is every day a test? I'm telling you every day as a Christian, it's a test. Like, Lord, I'm so tired, it doesn't matter. You're being tested for all eternity, my friends. The test is over when Jesus comes back. You are or you are not. You're invested in God 100% or you are not. It's a binary thing. There's no analog here. You're in or you're out. Trust me, my friends. I think we're going to be sitting right up to the up to the day Jesus comes back. I think that's what I think that's what I've been told and I kind of believe that. But honestly, I think it's going to be less and less. That's my hermeneutic. I don't tell you what to think. I ask you to think about what I tell you. Verse 10, a final word, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Oh, yes, Lord, I need strength. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Oh, yes, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. I think this is something where Daniel says, or this angel speaking to Daniel in the Old Testament, he says, now I've got to go fight against the prince of this world, or... I've got to fight against some prince, and it's like, it's some kind of spiritual battle. There are spiritual forces here. Um, fighting against rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Like, I think that the demons were once angels, right? And they mutated, they went, to, they went over with Satan, they thought Satan could give them a better deal, they were not happy with God, and now they're part of his deal is a hornet trying to get into my apartment here okay i close the window and 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 these guys are crazy you know these demons are crazy and they, and they don't have the holy spirit and they're going to attack you or they're going to use other people to attack you other people who are not filled with god's spirit they're going to hurt you they're going to try to make you lose control god is allowing them to <laughs> throw things at you that are not loving That are not joyful, that are not peaceful, that are not patient, so like impatient, people driving on your bumper like right up, even though you have to turn somewhere and you've given plenty of time for the right hand signal, people who are not gentle, who are coarse and rude, people who are not good, who are not, who are faithless, people who are not meek, they're full of themselves, they're proud and narcissistic, and people who are way out of control, and God's going to allow those people to intersect your life. And he's going to use that to grow you towards him in the Holy Spirit. (laughs) I'm sorry, Lord, but I did not get to approve this plan. Can we like rework this a little bit? You know, give me a little bit. There's no wiggle room here. You know, it's God, are you kidding me? You know, this world is a world of good and evil, and it's more evil than good. Like, Lord, you want to use all this evil to make me perfectly good? You're kidding me, right, Lord? Come on, you're kidding me, right? Okay, Lord, I'm gonna I'm gonna rub my eyes now. I'm gonna count to three, and when it's one, two, three, I'm gonna wake up. Okay, this is a dream I'm having. It doesn't seem to be that good. I mean, I'm laughing, uh, but but I'm I'm serious here. Maybe maybe you don't want to hear this. I'm talking too much. Okay, so let me keep reading. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will be standing firm. Well, I tell you, if the Bible ain't armor, I don't know what is. That's why I'm reading it. Lord, I need you to put the armor on me because I can't do it myself, I'm feeble. I need to read your word. I need to arm my heart and I need to guard against my heart. Bible says, guard your heart. Don't let all the stuff from the world, all these evil ideas and philosophies and all this weirdness that the world is um, spouting and spewing, um, don't let it come into your soul. Don't believe it. the race car driver, you know, she's got a nice face, you know, but she's talking to this lady who's talking about satanic rituals and and witchcraft and, and all this sort of stuff, because she's trying to find the good life by listening to all these different philosophies. But it's like, this is just weird. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's just a lot of woo woo talk, a lot of woo woo talk, a lot of word salad. God's word is plain and simple. Cling to God says cling to me, cling to my son. Cling to the Holy Spirit. Read the word and pray. Verse 14, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. You know, where I was born, my the former church, it wasn't bad, it was it was good. There were some good things in there. It's just not 100% truth. It's been corrupted. And it's somebody else's ideas of, of Jesus. And you go, why is that bad? Because it seems that the the focus has shifted away from 100% trust in Jesus and following his commandments to doing what this other lady said, which is her opinion of Jesus. That's, that's a deflection. That's not the gospel. That is a, that is a view of the gospel through somebody else's eyes. That's an alternative voice. That's why it's evil. You can't go to an alternative voice. Eve listened to the alternative voice, the alternative quote, spiritual unquote voice in the tree. She listened and bought into his narrative because the whole purpose was to deceive her. And then she picked the fruit and ate it and gave it to the man who was with her. And he he ate it too. Trust in God 100% or not. There's no third option for shoes put on the piece that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared fully prepared what is the saying uh, plan to fail fail to fail to plan plan to fail so you have to be fully prepared in god in addition to all of these hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit which is the word of god That's what we've got here, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. The Word of God is sharper than any more powerful than any two-edged sword. Because the Word of God cuts asunder to all the pride and the narcissism, and the external appearance, and it cuts to the meat of the matter, which is how do you think? What is your spiritual operating system? Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. You got to be in good shape. Don't eat crap. Don't eat junk food. Don't eat garbage. Get rest. It says stay alert and persistent. Part of that is your physiology. You need to work out. You need to train. You need to do some cardio. You need to walk. You need to be in motion. Everybody, even people who are not believers say get off all the social media. You know, it's, it's, it's a tool. Use it for your good. Don't let it take over your life. It's a compliment to your life. Don't let it be the focus of your life. That's what other people say. You don't have to believe me but other people that are smarter than me are talking i'm just passing on the message don't shoot the messenger i don't tell you what to think i ask you to think about what i tell you it's what other people have said that i'm looking at youtube is my seminary and pray for me too ask god to give me the right words so i can boldly explain god's mysterious plan that the good news is for jews and gentiles alike at the end of the day we're all the same under the skin. As Ben Carson said, we all bleed red blood. When he said that, when he had to cut into somebody's head to do a, a um, surgery on their on their brain. He was like a brain surgeon, for real. I am in chains now, still preaching this message in God's, um, as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. I guess some guys know how to speak boldly, confidently, but they don't get angry. And I think, I think Paul the apostle, he was, very intelligent very smart but God changed him and used him so that he could speak bold relational words that are ground in scripture not just his own opinions he was inspired to write this by the Holy Spirit that's why we're reading it final greetings to bring you up to date Tychius will give you a full report about what I am doing and how I am getting along he is a beloved brother and faithful helper in the Lord's work you know, that's what I said to my friend there, my deaf friend. So when I saw him, I tried to write on his phone, which was odd because I'm used to my phone, not somebody else's. But I didn't, I, I didn't really have a program that could sort of um, read into my text and then he could just see it because you know how you, you speak into your phone and it totally botches up the words like all of a sudden you got some weird thing like Sally is buying some apples in the market. Like I didn't say that. <laughs> that's what the phone heard. Uh, I don't think so. But I tried to tell him that the person who we have been told was a prophet of God was saying things that are not nice and not kind. That's what I got motivated to say, whether it was me speaking to me or God speaking to me to tell me to write that into his phone. That's what I wrote. That woman is not a prophet of God. She's an alternative voice. She's an antichrist. And as David Pawson said, that person is cursed, and another word for curse is woe. You do not follow a person, another human being, who started up a church. It's their opinions, not Scripture. Scripture gets pushed aside. Yes, we still had the Bible. Nobody controlled us. Nobody, nobody, nobody controlled us with the Bible, but people will go to a church, and they will just sit there and listen to what's being preached to them, and they won't read their Bible, and they'll put the Bible second. They'll say they're people of the book, but they're actually reading somebody else's books that are not divine. Do not be in a church with a false prophet, somebody that's saying stuff that's not true or that is not kind. Mark of the beast and people who go to church on Sundays, the national Sunday law, is not kind, it is slander. And Jesus says that if you are a Christian, you are going to be slandered. That's what he says in the Beatitudes. You can, in Matthew 5, Ephesians 5, I have sent him to you for this very purpose, to let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. That's what God is trying to do here. He's trying to encourage us. This is a hard world we live in. It's an unhappy world. It's people trying to find happiness in themselves, in their own resources, in their own minds, and they cannot do it. God is in charge of happiness. Verse 23, peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters, and may God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you love with faithfulness. Oh, it's not sweet. This man's heart really got altered. That was sweet. He wasn't a hardcore Pharisee anymore. His heart had been softened. Hard on the outside, soft on the inside. Ladies, you should find somebody like that not soft on the outside and hard on the inside and you should be soft in the heart too verse 24 may god's grace be eternally upon all who love our lord jesus christ do you may grace and peace be multiplied to all of you god bless